Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. It's another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt here alongside David Dickens. Today we're going to be talking about making smart decisions during your major life events. It should be a great podcast today. If you have a major life event on the horizon or going through one right now, this will certainly be the show for you. Uh, we'll tell you all about that coming up in a moment. But first, David, post-Thanksgiving, have you been able to, to re-button the top button on the, uh, on the old <laughs> pants there yet? Are we still in sweatpants mode? What do you think? No, I'm actually, I'm kind of on a mission here. i I, I figured that this is my actual time when I'm going to drop a little bit of weight between oh, here and Christmas. Nice. And so far, I mean, I was a pretty good boy over Thanksgiving, so I'm I'm kind of on track. I, I have a goal that I've written down. I actually, I wrote it down three years ago and put it on my iPhone, <laughs> and so I've been ignoring it for two and a half years. But I think this time I've got it. You feel You feel the momentum building this time? You must have yes. made it through Thanksgiving then doing pretty good. So I did still pretty have well. High hopes. So that's great. Yep. Only a couple pieces of pie and didn't eat the crust. So I think I'm good. Oh, oh that's the crust is the best part. <laughs> I know. That was the hardest part of not eating it. It's so funny. I've got a lot of people in our family that don't like the crust. So I go around like a like a <laughs> seagull and scoop up everybody's crusts and eat eat their crust. So Luckily I, I'm I, a sucker for turkey. Oh so yeah. And that's you know, relatively healthy, right? So. Yes. Well, that's good. Uh, well, glad that you had a great Thanksgiving and got to visit the grandkids and uh, and had a great time down in Texas. And uh, we're ready to get back to work here in the major life events conversation. You teased this last time around, David. We've got to make smart decisions when we go through these major life events because, uh, well, they're major events. And so they're going to change the course of our lives, of our finances in many cases. And so we've got to make good choices. The problem I'm sure that you see people face when they come into your office is, it's hard. It's hard to make good decisions when you're going through major life events because they're often accompanied by stress or frustration or sadness or some other emotion that can sometimes cloud uh, what we're trying to do. Exactly. The, the, the whole emotional thing, it's what makes you a bad investor when markets are going down, emo, uh, emotion, also can make you a poor planner or make you do some, some things you would regret on these four types of changes that we're getting ready to talk about. So if you if you can that's a lot of times that's my biggest benefit to my clients is I'm not emotionally involved for the most part in the things that they're going through and so I can see things maybe from a distance maybe from a from a different spot and give some advice or direction that they otherwise couldn't see very good. All right. Well, let's dive in. We've got four major life events to talk about on today's show. So we'll go through each of these one by one. Let's start with a job change. And this can be for many reasons, uh, but whatever the reason, it's it's going to cause a lot of big conversations to pop up in your office with somebody. Yeah, exactly. And most of those conversations revolve around cash flow. <laughs> because if, if the job change maybe wasn't voluntary on your part, or even if it was voluntary, you might have a space of a month or two or three or six where you don't have a paycheck coming in. So hopefully in those cases, there would be a, a nice long severance package or a big chunk of non-IRA savings that maybe you've set aside, maybe an inheritance you got at one point or the other. But a, a, a couple of quick examples from, from my office over the last couple of years. 
Um, job change in your mid 40s, job change in your late 50s. So if you're doing a job change, you're in your mid 40s. I had a client that, that did this looking for a new job, but they're, they need to bridge their income flow between the stopping of the old job and the starting of the new job and not take IRA withdrawals. Because what you probably are sitting there thinking is, that's right, if you take money out of your IRA before 59 and a half, well, you pay a 10% penalty plus the taxes. And so, and you, and you goof up that tax deferral that you were otherwise going to get until your 60s or early 70s. So what you'd like to do is take a look at your, at your plan and your resources and say, how can I patch together an income stream until I get that new job that doesn't require IRA withdrawals. Now, let's say you're in your mid 40s and you got a nice severance. And um, what that might mean is that you might have a, a period of time when you're gonna have an artificially low tax bracket. So I've had a couple of different clients who have used that period of time to do a Roth conversion. Now, that might seem very unusual, very odd, but this is just a, a temporary time in your life where you're going to have an artificially low tax bracket. And it, it might last over a, um, let's say you lose your job in July or August, and you may not have, a, have new work until the first of the year. Your tax bracket that year is going to be low, and it's a decent time. It's a really good time to at least look at rolling money out of an IRA or a 401k and into a Roth. So you just pay the taxes then at your artificially low tax bracket. And then all that growth for the next decades goes tax-free and you don't have required distributions out of Roth. So that's an opportunity if you're in your mid-40s. What about in your late 50s? In this case, a 58-year-old person. Uh, and, what we've, and that person was concerned that they may not find work again. And so the, the recommendation for me was, well, don't roll your 401k over yet. And the reason for that, which we've mentioned on some past podcasts, is there's a little-known rule by the IRS that if, you, if you're between 55 and 59 and a half and you lose that job, but you leave the money in that company plan, then you can take withdrawals out of that 401k and you don't pay the penalty. You still pay the taxes, but you don't pay that 10% penalty. So that's where if you're, if you're mid to late 50s and this happens to you, it's really time if you don't have a serious plan of what your retirement but you know, between that age and 65 or whatever your retirement date is. But if you don't have a serious plan, it's really a good time to get a serious plan. And then at that point, you can determine, better determine for yourself, do I really need to go back to work? Or maybe if you've saved well enough for yourself, work has become optional and you can do something that maybe is for less money, but it's for more meaning. So late 50s, early 60s, there are a lot of opportunities, if you have a good plan, to figure out what should my next step be? And maybe it's not diving headlong back into the work world if you have other options. It's a great uh, breakdown of the situations that you face when a job changes like that, especially close to retirement. Lots of big conversations pop up that gives you a peek inside uh, the discussions that David often has with clients about that particular incident and what goes on there. Um, it can be very positive. Uh, it can present some negative challenges to work through as well. Got to take those one at a time, and that's where custom advice really comes in handy. Same goes for this next one, David, and this one's tough, but it does happen more and more these days. We all know the statistics of divorce, 
and especially later in life divorce um, is becoming a little bit more popular as well. And that creates obviously big financial implications and is one of the more stressful things that you can go through. So making smart choices during this time is really, really difficult. Yeah, it is. And this, and like I said, this is super emotional. And I, I have actually have most of my experiences with is with females, usually in their oftentimes in their late 40s, early 50s, they would have a, a divorce situation. But I also have um, one set of clients who who got a silver divorce. And um, so it affects each individual differently. Uh, it's really a matter of kind of parsing out what are the pieces that that I have left after this divorce and how do I make sure that my golden years are still golden? So uh, I'm using the example of this uh, 47-year-old female. Her main question was, if I never remarry, will I be okay? Which is a super good question. And she had no idea because her, her ex-husband did all the financial stuff. And that's super common, not to gender genderize anything, but it's super common to have females taking care of other parts of the relationship and the males taking care of the financial part of the relationship. So what we did for this particular person was we put together a, an actual plan that would say, where are you now with the assets you have and the cash flow you're going to have? And what does that look like from age 47 to 100? So we knew that in this case, she was going to get alimony for 10 years. We knew that starting at some point in the future, 60, age 62, 67, 70, she was going to get a spousal social security check. She didn't have a significant work history outside of the home, but as a divorced person having a, at least a 10-year marriage, you still get your spousal benefits on Social Security. She ended up getting half of the IRAs that they had amassed and the house that they lived in. The question was, all right, should I stay in this house that's too big for me or should I sell it and do something with the proceeds? So those are all the questions that flooded onto this person. In addition to <laughs> her main question was, am I ever going to get married again? And, and what, what happens to me going forward? So I couldn't answer any of those questions, but what I was able to do was help her think through the financial aspects, take those out of the worry column so that then she could worry and act on the things that frankly, a financial person can't really help her with. But putting together that plan at that point in that person's life eliminated a ton of emotional stress. Those are super rewarding cases to get to work on in a pretty bad time in somebody's life. Yeah, it's a tough situation. Going through a divorce, um, not going to be enjoyable. It's going to be emotional. Make good decisions when you're going through that because uh, it's going to really impact your future in so many different ways. Take a beat. Realize that you don't have to make anything overnight. Get good guidance. Get good advice when you're going through that. Really, really helpful and really important. Uh, if you have any questions for David, by the way, as we talk about these different major life events, and if you're going through something that we're talking about and you need some extra help with that, need help navigating through it, uh, give David a call, 913-317-1414. Happy to talk with you and see how I might be able to help you. 913-317-1414 or online at coveryourassetskc.com. All right, let's talk about another major life event here, David, an inheritance, not something we're going to go through many times in life. And so it kind of is one of those things that we face where we don't have a lot of experience to draw on when we go through an inheritance. But this can be uh, be a blessing if handled correctly, right? 
Absolutely. And, and it usually boils down to a whole lot of tax related questions. Um, but so, so, um, most of the inheritance experience that I have are with people who are already retired, but I have a couple of clients who inherited money while they were still working. So across those two different aspects, the biggest question that we usually have to answer is, well, are there going to be taxes due on this inheritance? And everybody thinks there are. And in a whole lot of cases, there are no taxes due. So for instance, if you inherit somebody's brokerage account, it's a non-IRA, non-Roth account. Well, there aren't any taxes due necessarily because you get, as the, as the inheritor, as the beneficiary, you get a stepped up cost basis. So the cost at which you own those securities is established on the date of death of the person you inherited the money, the account from. So what has happened to the value of those securities between date of death and the date you may decide to sell them, that's your tax liability. But it doesn't matter what they paid for that Exxon stock or that Procter & Gamble stock 20 years ago. That's all out the window. The IRS doesn't get to tax that gain. We also have a lot of confusion when somebody inherits an annuity. Annuities are can be really good, safe investments. The trick in inheriting one is, especially if it's, if it's not in an IRA, but it's just regular non-qualified money, is that the interest that had been earned by the person you inherited it from, that's totally taxable. There's no stepped up cost basis with an annuity. So the person who inherits that money will be responsible for the interest, for the taxes that are due on the interest earned over the life of that annuity. That can be really small if the person who died was taking income off of that annuity. And it can be really large if that was just a chunk of money they set aside years ago and just let it grow. So that's that's a consideration on an inheritance. And then IRAs. Um, in last week's, two weeks ago, our, our listener questions, we did a, um, a piece on an inherited IRA. So you might go back and listen to that. But there are implications for cleaning out that IRA. And you have some flexibility in taking the money out that's tax advantaged for you and not necessarily stuck with what the IRS has given you. The other thing with a, a younger person who inherits money, and one of the situations that I actually worked through, the question was, hmm, can I retire early? Or has my work life just become optional? They may not decide to totally quit, but they might decide to do something for a lot less money that is more enjoyable for them. So all that requires is, take their existing plan, or if they didn't have a plan, build one out, and then add in the money that they received from retirement and figure out, well, now, what could their income be from the assets that they have added to a gig job that they might want to take? And all of a sudden, maybe in their late 40s or mid 50s, work has become optional, and it just opens up a whole another set of doors for somebody like that. And that's a pretty cool gift that some that you as a as a listener might give to some of your beneficiaries as you're figuring out who might best receive my money when I'm not here anymore. And inheritance is a big deal and uh, want to treat it right and uh, take care of it properly when faced with those uh, situations. And working with a qualified advisor can certainly help in that regard. So if you've got questions about that, again, don't hesitate to reach out to David. And again, you can check the show notes for contact information and how to get in touch there. 
We've been talking about these major life events. We've covered three so far. One more to go, and it's the toughest of all of them, David. It's it's the death of a spouse. There's no sugarcoating it. It's hard to go through. It's hard to even talk about it in advance for a lot of people, but uh, it's maybe the most critical of all to plan for. It is, and so and that's always filled with significant emotion. One thing that po- that a lot of people don't realize is they're going to have a tax increase because they're very likely to have a tax increase upon the death of a spouse. And that's because all of a sudden you're not filing, married filing joint, you're filing as a single person. That's in the year after your spouse dies. And so to add insult to injury, you, you don't have your spouse anymore and you know lost that person's social security benefit, you're also gonna be in a higher tax bracket. So, so that's something to think about and not necessarily plan for, but if you have a lot of assets and you have big required distributions, you are absolutely going to feel the pinch of going from married filing joint to single. Uh, so if there are IRAs involved, those are just going to, in every situation I can think of, that's just going to roll directly to the spouse. All of my clients, that's a, that's a big number, but I can say with pretty high certainty, all of my clients have their spouse as the primary beneficiary of their IRAs. So those are just going to roll seamlessly to the surviving spouse. So there really shouldn't be any issues regarding that. And there aren't any special uh, required distribution uh, requirements for those. And then, like I just mentioned a couple minutes ago, you're going to lose that spouse's Social Security. Now, if let's say that if your check your social security check was the higher of the two, then you'll get to keep yours, but you'll lose the lower one. If your check was the lower one, then you'll lose your check, but you'll get to keep the higher check amount. Either way, there's going to be less money coming into your household uh, in the year after you lose that spouse. In a lot of my clients' cases, it doesn't really matter because they really weren't worried where their next meal was going to come from. But it is something to have worked into the plan is once that first spouse dies, you'll lose a piece of Social Security. Depending on if that person had a pension, well, you might lose 50% or all of that pension. So death of a spouse can be super emotional and it can have significant income and tax implications that really are not to be ignored in the planning process. It's such a big issue, um, and so many people are unprepared for it and then make bad decisions when they go through that piece of their life because you don't have a plan in front of the issue, and then you know you get emotional during it, and you make snap decisions and, uh, and often things that have long-term consequences to it. So make sure that you are planning advance for some of these things that happen in life, not just that last one that we covered, the death of a spouse, but uh, an inheritance, a divorce, a job change. If you're going through any of those things or may go through any of those things in the future, go ahead and start planning for them now and talking to the right people. Get good advice on all of those different angles. And again, your ways to get in touch with David are easy. You can call 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414 or go online to coveryourassetskc.com. We'll uh, link to all of that contact information in the description of today's show. 
But again, coveryourassetskc.com, the website address to go to and uh, get more information about working with David. And uh, you can listen to past episodes of the show there. And of course, you can also contact him through the website as well. David, major life events. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of these at this stage of life, you know, they start falling on the unfortunate side of things or the negative side, or at least their tougher side of things. You know, it's not, oh, I graduated high school. I'm going to, I got accepted to college, getting married, having kids. Um, it, it's the other variety of things. But you know what? They still need planning. They still need help. And I know that it's a big part of what you do each day, helping people navigate through these things. It is. That's some of the most rewarding piece of, of what we do. So those are all, uh, it's a it's a fun, you know, losing a spouse isn't very fun and divorce isn't very fun, but that is a, a fun, rewarding piece of what we get a chance to do. So I, I don't take any of that for granted. Mm, yeah, don't take it for granted. And it's uh, part of the joy of life is shepherding people through uh, those situations, uh, good and bad. Being there alongside them, I know, is a rewarding piece of it for you. Well, thank you for all your help on the episode today, David, and thank you for listening to today's show. We'll have another great episode on tap next time around. David, any teasers for the next uh, topic, or we'll uh, leave it a mystery for this time? I'm going to leave you hanging right right here. I like it. Uh, Just come back and and see next week. See what we got in store for you. (laughs) Another great topic will be on the way for sure here on the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to everybody again next week. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.